Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk, and we're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. Rack Shack Barbecue, boy, if you're looking for some backyard uh, pleasure uh, to wind out the season, we got about, oh, maybe a good eight weeks left of beautiful weather that you can enjoy the backyard, and there's nothing better than having some great barbecue with family and friends uh, especially right after school starts and, uh, you know, you kind of get that early flush back and then you want to just kind of gather up again and have some backyard fun as the kids settle in. Rack Shack BBQ, RackShackBBQ.com. So, Keith, at the end of last segment, we were talking just a little bit on the uh, market itself. So we had an offer come in this week where it was uh, they're offering 225000 and asking for 5000 back, and it was an accepted offer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like that occurred 30 days ago that you could get, you know, some closing costs back on something in the two to 300 range. Is something shifted in the market that would, that you're seeing, or is it just that slowdown period that you're talking about? I think it's more of a This was on a uh, townhome. Right. I think that, it, well, for two things that, that come to mind. First of all, people have priced ahead based on, on the, the previous six months uh, demand. So when when homes are coming on the market now, especially townhomes are in that lower thing, people are still thinking that they can really premium it up, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, yeah, the market shows that it's worth, you know, let's say it's worth 250, you know, let's put her on for for 275 and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, what they're finding is what happens is they're not getting an offer. So when an offer does come in, it's coming in many times off the asking price. And all this depends on, just as a qualifier, of course, location and condition. condition. So uh, what we're finding is, and condition is a good example, is the properties that are not well prepared and who are and maybe have some deferred maintenance uh, on the properties that people were able to just kind of throw it out there with a premium on it, you know, in, in uh, March or April or May. Uh, they're trying that now, and it doesn't work. So... They're having to either reduce the price to reflect the current condition of the property or accept some concessions uh, somehow on that property, either in closing time or closing costs, you know, financing something. What I'm seeing in in one simple word is it's just more balanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a good word for it. um, Both from a a buyer's standpoint and a a seller's standpoint. I just had a house on the market um, we priced it appropriately. It was in great condition. We had just put new carpet in. We had new um, uh, paint on the walls throughout, prepped it correctly, and it sold uh, very quickly. Multiple offers, a few offers, not like like in the spring where it was eight or ten, but a few offers. They got what they wanted a little bit more, and they got to choose which offer they wanted to accept, um, which is a great scenario for a seller. At the same standpoint, when you're going out with buyers, um, you can look at homes, 
Now you can maybe take a day to process it and figure out if that's the home for you. Uh, maybe you're in a comp- competitive situation with one or two people, but again, it's not six or eight, mm-hmm. and the price is five to ten percent higher than the list price. So, um, quick question for you, Fritz, on that: when you're counseling your seller on that, how do you how do you choose what offer you take? You say you had three or four offers. Is it just highest price, or what are the other things that you look at? Absolutely not. Obviously, that's a big factor. Um, but you're also looking at the, the type of financing. You're looking at the closing costs. And every seller's got a kind of a different scenario. So what I do is I don't make the decision for them. What I do is I lay out the offers, and then we go in a net sheet, and then we put that aside. And then we look at offer two and the net sheet, and we kind of compare and contrast as we're going through offer three and the net sheet. And then it, it's pretty obvious based on their scenario, the cream always rises to the top in my opinion. And so they get to choose which scenario they uh, would like to move forward with based on their situation. Maybe it's a quick close. Maybe they haven't found a house yet, so they're looking for maybe pushing out a close um, 60 or 90 days or something like that. So maybe somebody that's flexible with their closing date. So there's a bunch of variables. So do you go back to the buyer's agent then and say, hey, you know, if you have a strong offer but you want an extended closing date, do you go back and is that where you start negotiating back on some of those terms then? If that's what the seller would like, yeah. Yep, the seller likes the net of this one along with the financing and all the other criteria, but there's just one factor. Maybe it's closed, maybe it's, you know, whatever. Let's go back and talk to this particular seller and see if they're willing to accommodate this scenario. What type of financing do you see that you, when you see it on paper, that you can go, oh, man, I don't know? Well, that's very dependent on the house. Uh, some houses, I've I've got no problems about any type of financing. Okay. Other houses that we're listing, you know, there's always that situation when you go into an, a listing appointment of um, all the deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. There's always deferred <clears throat> maintenance. Now, which one are we going to address and which one are we not? Because at some point, you've just got to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so some houses, you know that there's exterior chip paint and there's some other th- issues that FHA or VA are going to have an issue with. So are we going to uh, tackle that or are we are we not? So okay. it's house by house. Some okay. houses there aren't. Some houses they've done a great job of maintaining the property year over year. And then they've done some stuff just before listing. The house is premier. We don't have to worry about any type of financing in my opinion. I had a question, Fritz, because this has happened to me many times. Where we have multiple offers in and all of the offers are really pretty similar. Yep. You know, and it's like, golly, you know, they're all the same. They're all within a buck or two of the of the asking mm-hmm. price. They've all got the same financing on them. Everyone says they're flexible with closing. How do you choose? What are the things that then you look at? Uh, well, is it contingent on the sale of a home? That's a huge one um, because, you know, again, that's just another variable. Um, agent sometimes plays a big part in it. You know, people don't think about that, but, you know, is it an agent that we're familiar with? And if I'm not familiar with them, I reach out to you and Keith mm-hmm. and some other team members uh, quite often and say, have you guys ever worked with this person? What are, what are your thoughts about the transaction that you've done with them? That's a big one because obviously what we're all looking to do is we're all trying to get from the start line to the finish line the quickest with, the with you know, the least, least amount of pain. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the other one is the lender. Mm-hmm. Lender's a big deal, That's too. That's a huge deal. Some lenders are very easy. Same type of deal. Some these lenders are very easy to deal with. Some are, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice. Right. 
Um, so those will be the two big variables that I would look at, all things other being considered. And rolling the dice to me means unknown. So if I got you know Joe's Broker Shop out of the basement financing, yep. it's, it can be 5% down conventional financing, but I got Joe's Broker Shop out of the basement as the loan officer. Okay, that's a problem for me because that guy doesn't have control of the transaction because he's farming it out to a company. They're using their appraisers, their processing he They're he really he yeah. he doesn't have any control over it at all. And then you've got uh, maybe some a national bank, you know, well known bank where you know if it's not the perfect you know, square block going in the perfect square hole, you know it yeah. It could it could get hairy because they're gonna at the last minute start calling for this that and the other things that maybe that that buyer wouldn't be able to uh, provide, and then you've got you know local large lenders with good reputations that do their own underwriting, do their own funding, you know it's all in house like Amec does, mm-hmm. yeah. and now you you know now that 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 whole process is being monitored and and uh, by the loan officer. So you don't have these last minute surprises that are so devastating. Well, and if there is a problem, they literally walk down the hall and talk to their right. underwriting right. department. What do we need I, to I've do? I've talked to other big banks like you're talking about the big box and their underwriting department is in a different part of the, the country. Right. And so we call them up at eight o'clock. Well, they're in California. We got to wait two hours till they even open. Okay. Right. Well, wait a second. We got a problem now. Right. So there's always that. Yeah. So the ability to not to pump their tires, but that that's such a valuable thing. It is a valuable with, thing with Amec and uh, correspondent lenders. So good, Fritz. That's awesome. Uh, listings. Talk about new listings coming up right now, and what are you seeing on new inventory? How are the inventory numbers? Are we up? Are we down? The inventory is is kind of the the uh, we have fewer sales this year than last year. Uh, because we have fewer sales this year than last year, p- fewer pending transactions slightly then we've got again all this is by area and by you know if i always have to throw that qualifier out there to satisfy my son so because <laughs> because global statements can can get you in trouble but uh but you have properties coming on the market so there are you know properties that are available we we just asked this when we had a, a team meeting on on a Tuesday, and we just you know asked the question: Are you having trouble finding properties for sale for people? And the answer was pretty much no, mm-hmm. no problem. I mean, there's plenty of homes to look at. So if you're if you are hesitating, if you're listening and you were hesitating on on uh, on looking for a home because you've heard that there's this great shortage of inventory and that there's no stock out there, that just isn't true. There's there's ample stock in the probably more right now than there has been like in the spring and oh, stuff for when every stuff is flying. Now it's like okay, you could maybe do a contingent offer, right? Maybe yes. you can sell yours and great then go point. find something, right? Yeah. And we are doing that we are doing that all the time now for people and and sellers are willing to look at a contingent offer, especially if you're moving up to their property because yours that you have is a townhome or a lower price range, which is still going to sell rather briskly. Mm-hmm. And so the risk to a seller is pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we got to head out the break now. This is your real estate chalk talk. Hitnergroup.com, H I T T N E R Group, all one word. Hitnergroup.com, or give us a call, 612 627 8000. We'd be happy to answer any question that you may have. We'll be right back. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.